0: You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information.
1: Hey everybody, this is Teddy Biasi, the Million Man. And if you want to get your money's worth, stay right here because you're listening to Knockouts and Three Counts. And remember, everybody's
0: got a price. Million Dollar Man. <laughs> This is Don West here, and I'm telling you, Knockouts and Three Counts is the podcast, baby! Make sure that's the one you check out, because, buddy, like me, they're the real deal, baby! This is Jake the Snake Roberts, just let me know. You need to listen to Knockouts and Three Counts, or you'll see that damn snake again. This is the Ring of Honor World Television Champion, a.k.a. Shane T-Boy, the baddest champion you ever seen, boy. And you're listening to Knockouts and Three
1: Counts. What up, though, everybody? This is Kyle, and you are listening to Knockouts and Three Counts. Um, we've got a very special guest on with us tonight. Um, I'll bring him in in a second. Uh, Devin, why don't you go ahead and throw out your social media real quick?
0: Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Devin DevinThe63. That's D-E-V-I-N-T-H-E-6-3. You can find me on Instagram at all stake no sizzle. That's one word. Make sure you guys are following our Facebook page. Make sure you join make sure you join the reality era news group on Facebook as well. We talk all kinds of wrestling in there. And I think that's it. You got anything? Anything coming up, man? We gotta
1: talk about? You know? oh, well we oh, well we've got uh, plenty. Uh you can find me at Twitter and Instagram at Detroit Knockout at Detroit N O K O U T. Make sure you're following the show at KO3 C pod. And check out everything to do with knockouts and three counts at KO3C Pod dot com, as well as our YouTube knockouts and three cons. Subscribe to that shit. Um yeah, we've got uh We've got uh, some pretty big things coming this weekend. I'm headed to Baltimore, so if you're going to be out there for AEW full gear, I will be there at StarCast with credentials, so be uh, paying attention to all of our social medias. We're going to be bringing you some fire content. Last time we had DDP, MJF, Nyla Rose. You never know who we're going to have this time, so make sure you're tuned into all of our social media for that. Um, without further ado, um, we got a very special guest on with us tonight, Um We've got the man behind A B boxing news. We got the homie A B. We met in New York. How you doing, brother, man?
2: Everything good, man. Pleasure to be in the show, man. And also uh shout out to the podcast and three Counts podcast and the whole and the whole views out there, man. The fans, you know, the podcast, the channel, all the social media. Like you guys are grinding, man. It's just the beginning.
1: Much appreciated, bro. Well, let's let's start there. So uh, you and I met at WrestleCon in New York. Um, your channel is more based on boxing and things like that. You've brought on guys like Deontay Wilder and many more, just to name a few. Let everybody know, you know, some of the names you've brought on and what uh, what inspired your channel in the first place.
2: Um, just some of the names I've interviewed in the two years that I've been, you know, in the in the YouTube game media, um, you know, Canelo Alvarez, Deontay Wilder, Anthony Joshua, Andrew Ruiz. Uh, we had some couple greats, you know, Juan Manuel Marquez, uh, Julio Cesar. Um, you know, in wrestling terms, because I know there's a wrestling podcast, we had uh, Kevin Nash, Eric Bischoff. Um, you know, I'm good friends with Enzo, Big Cass. I did an interview with Ben Balor when. Um, he was at a press conference at Amherst, uh, Madison Square Garden to support one of, um, you know, one of the um, one of these rising star, Michael, uh, Michael Collins. And, you know, we've we done it all. You know, even celebrities, we've done that. Joe, we've done a boogie. You know, we did a couple of names out there.
0: So
1: we're talking about events we got this weekend. Um, you're not going to be there with us at StarCast because you've got another big event going on this weekend. Let everybody know where you're going to be at this weekend. Yes, I'm
2: going to be on uh, November 9th. I'm going to be on um, KSI versus Logan Paul, the rematch. Um, the first fight was a draw. You know, the first time around, I, I was a little skeptic because, you know, me being a hardcore boxing fan, I felt like it was a disrespect to the sport of boxing because, you know, nowadays it seems like a lot of these big-time stars are crossing over to boxing just to make a, a one-shot deal, you know, just to make the profit and do the sport. But then, when I heard about you know um, the zone and Eddie Hearn, who I know personally as well, decided to invest in this um, fight, and when I found out that they were actually going to fight with you know no headgear, turn professional, and actually fight the ounces that they're supposed to, it changed my mind to be like, you know what, I actually respect them for doing that because you know one thing is having gloves on and, and you know having the sixteen ounce gloves, but to actually get there with no headgear and to actually train like a pro, you know, I got to give these guys the props and. You know, long term, I was looking at it like, you know what, this is a high risk, but you know, if they if they were if they're not able to capitalize it the way I hope they can, this could, this could be a big payoff, and this might be beneficial to boxing, you know,
0: a, a, a transition to a new era for boxing.
1: So, Devin, what are your thoughts on uh, KSI versus Logan Paul?
0: Well, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, so, friend of the show, uh, guys that mentor me, the the corner podcast, Andreas Hill at Kell Dansby. Uh, Andreas works for the Zone and the Sporting News. He's going to be covering this fight too. And I remember when the first one came around, they were talking about this, and they basically weren't taking it seriously either. So I, I thought, you know, what? Who? First, I didn't even know who these guys were. And for this to, you know, get a second fight, you know, be on the Zone, I thought it was crazy. So, um, AB, my question to you is: Is that when you said you know you kind of felt the same way, you know? I don't know how legit this is but how big is it for them to pick this pick this pay-per-view up on the Zone which is now one of the big boxing streaming networks how big can you explain to the people how big it is for them to actually pick this fight up and make it legit
2: Well if you you know just in terms of YouTube you know KSI and and Logan Paul they have you know a huge a massive amount of uh subscribers you know them together alone. and I give an example when they did the press conference to announce the fight in LA, I believe Justin Logan, Logan Pauls, and KSI, you know, individual, I think they were doing like almost like three million views just for a press conference. And then I know with the Zone channel on YouTube, they did over like a million. So it it, it, it proves to you that um, numbers numbers do matter. You know, numbers are real, and you know with with the Zone, you know, the Zone is it it, it it's been around for a year. And they, they're well-established in, in Germany and other parts of the world. But, you know, now they're taking the risk of coming to the U.S. market, which is a little bit saturated. You know, you got wrestling, you got uh, basketball, NBA, you got NFL. So it's, it's a very competitive market, you know. It's not like, I'll give you an example, um, Eddie Hearn and matching sports, you know. If, if you ask everybody in England, you know, uh, Liverpool or whatnot, or Bolton, they'll ask you, what's the, what's the number one sport in, in, the, in, in the country? They'll tell you, boxing. You know, Matt June has done a good job. Also, I want to give a shout-out to uh, Queensberry Promotion, Frank Warren. Um, you know, boxing is number one, and what they're trying to do is eliminate the the model of pay-per-view, because they, the, what they're saying is, why should you pay $80 for one pay-per-view where you could just pay $100 for the whole year? And, and what they're saying is, we'll give the the most quality fight for, for you know, just for the convenience of the fans, you know what I mean? Because they're, they're saying the fans shouldn't be paying this much just to watch a fight. Instead, we should be on the, on, on the aspect of the fans, give them what they like, give them the best matchups. And, and I give an example, right? Canelo usually fights um, Cinco de Mayo and Independence Day in September. He didn't fight September. Because what the zone is trying to do is they're gonna each month they're trying to um, they're, they're trying to uh, give a high you know matchup. So for example, Canelo was you know this Saturday just passed you know November against Kovalev. Next month you um, this month I mean you have Logan Paul KSI. Uh, next month after that you have Joshua Reed. So those three fights alone you know in a two month span those are those are high profile fights. So instead of putting them back to back to back, you have them you know a separation of a month. And then you continue having these other big fights down the road. So that's what they're trying to do. And then with KSI Logan Paul, they're trying to take advantage of all their uh, fan subscribers to purchase the zone. And hopefully, out of, let's say, for example, 3 million, they'll get 500,000 the zone subscribers to stay on the zone, you know? Right. And I, I definitely yeah. want to touch it. Yeah. I was uh, I was going to add too. It's very it's very tricky to get accurate numbers with the zone because they don't really uh, release the the subscription numbers. Where pay per view, usually we get we get the numbers within two weeks, three weeks. So that's something I would like to find out more about their subscription. Honestly, so if it's even-
1: The thing for me with this card is I didn't even realize until I was doing a little bit of research before we came on here to see what was going on with the the card. What's crazy to me about this is not only do you have the main event between KSI and Logan Paul, I mean, you've got Billy Joe Saunders versus uh, Marcelo Esteban Caceres. I don't know if I said that right for the world, uh, WBO World Super Middleweight Championship, and then you've got Devin Haney right. versus uh, Alfredo Santiago for the WBC World Lightweight Championship. So, I mean, they've got legitimate title fights that are on this card. Yeah. So that's what's wild to me, because that if that doesn't show you that, I mean, even if maybe the outside world doesn't take the, the, take this fight seriously, I mean, clearly somebody knows what the fuck is going on uh, with this and sees the numbers that are coming with it.
2: Correct. Um, you know, I I talked to Devin Haney, actually. I had one of my reporters talked to him um, this past week in Las Vegas. He had a, a, you know, I guess private workout. And, we you know, he talked to him behind the closed door. He said, hey, you know, be respected fighting on the undercard. And Devin was like, no, actually, I benefit. He's like, because, you know, of course I got my followers to, to do the hardcore and maybe some of the casual boxing fans in the world. But he's like, why wouldn't I take advantage of getting some of their fans? He's like, as long as I perform in a spectacular fashion and do not bore the crowd, then it's going to benefit his side. And, you know, um, like, I mean, I can only speak for Devin. I don't know about, you know, the other fighters. I know I have two of my guys, actually. They're from uh, – one is from Staten Island, the other is from Brooklyn, but we're under the same stable, uh, Rashad Mahdi, and Nikita Ababi, and also um, another good friend of mine that's in the card is going to be uh, Diego Pacheco. He's from California. They're, they're really pumped up. They're excited, you know what I mean? Because they're following. I'll, I'll tell you this much. I was talking to Rashad the other day because his following is over, like, I think 25,000 um, followers on Instagram. I him, If you perform the way you're supposed to perform and you get the job done and, and you, you impress the, the audience, watch your 25,000 turn into 35,000 the next day. But we're going to see. There's a beauty about social media nowadays and, you know, boxing and entertainment overall
1: perfect example of that is uh, one of our past guests of the show is actually fighting on the undercard of that. He's actually a pro MMA fighter, um, Josh Bruckner, but uh, him and his girlfriend have a very um, successful YouTube channel. They do vlogs and things like that of them traveling all over the place. But I just found out about a week ago, he will be fighting on the undercard. Um, I don't know necessarily who he's fighting yet, because last I knew it was still a to-be-determined, but I mean, all right. it, it's wild, bro, that this is blown up into what it is because I mean, I'll be honest with you. When I first heard about the card, I'm like, really? There's all this hype over a couple of YouTube kids that are, that are going to fight. And I mean, that's not a disrespect to them because from what I've seen, they're clearly putting in the work, but I mean, just off rip, I'm like, really all this shit. And at staple center of no, no less for a couple of YouTube kids. If that doesn't show you, like the power of what YouTube can do, i mean i don't I don't really know what will um Correct. what what do you expect what do you expect out of that fight? I mean, do you think they're gonna just get in there and throw or do you think there's gonna be any like real skill to it?
2: Uh, I mean just analyzing the first fight I mean I just felt k s i was more of a boxer boxer, and I think Logan Paul was more of the I'm here to, to knock you out. And sometimes when you, when you have that fighter mentality where you just want to slug it out, but keep in mind, he's never for, you know, he, he didn't have any amateur experience like that, you know, to have, like, let's say 150 fights, 200 fights. But, you know, he's, like, freshly green. And for him to go, you know, go for the knockout, it, 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 it paid a price for him. And that they, there was a couple rounds where, you know, it showed that he gassed out. And KSI was landing some good shots. but you know, it, it was an even fight, you know what I mean? So going into this fight, you know they're going to they hopefully they fix their their mistakes and um you know make it even exciting fight I do expect a knockout in this fight I, I yeah I, I strongly feel like there's going to be a knockout in in this fight maybe no no less than 8 rounds to be honest um
1: All right so who's going
2: to win? Yeah. What are you saying?
1: I was going to say all right then who's going to win? Um
2: uh, to be honest I'll be I give you an honest opinion I usually determine who wins the day of the weigh-ins because I always like to read body language and I like to see what's their weight and, and just how they are in terms of personality. If, if they're the same level that they were during press conference or, or they feel like anxious. So, you know, for me, I, I usually make my pick on weigh-ins. So weigh-ins will be Friday, I think around 12 p.m. I think um, Pacific time.
1: So, yeah. Devin, you got any thoughts on uh, on the fight and uh, who you who you've got as a winner or anything?
0: Um, as far as predictions, not really, but I wanted to ask more of a general question. Um, our show is wrestling and MMA, really combat sports in general. And, uh, well, I would say about maybe two, three years ago, there was kind of this debate going on about which sport was, you know, hotter, either MMA or box. And and I would say maybe two, three years ago, I would have said MMA, but to me, it seems like over the past year or two. Boxing has made like this great comeback with guys like Canelo Avarez. The heavyweight division is on fire right now with Ruiz and Joshua. So, your, your thoughts on MMA versus boxing and where boxing is right now and where you see it going in the future?
2: I think, honestly, I, I'll be honest with you. Um, I follow, I don't want to say I'm a hardcore MMA UFC fan, but I, I will say that the, the success of MMA and UFC or whatnot, um, Bellator MMA or whatnot, I think their success is more like um, they don't wait for to marinate a fight, you know. So, and, right. in other words, for example, Dana White would be like, "If you're ranked number one and this person's number two, you guys are going to go at it, no matter what." Okay, if you beat this person, you're going to fight number three. So, I think I think the structure that they've been doing it has been very well. I think the rankings is pretty precise, from what I know. And I think when the fight the fight needs to happen, and, and it's like an even fight, I think that's why it's, it's been able to transition to to a rapid growth. For you know, for for what I know, what twenty five years, thirty years that's been around. I'm giving an example, might be wrong. And with boxing, it, it, it nowadays, um, from from my experience and knowing fighters, sometimes boxing has become if you got an O. You're marketable. But once you have a loss, you take, like, five steps back, you know. In some cases, right. there's some fighters that overcome that and, and they end up making the money. You know, I'll give an example. Um, Canelo, like you said, you said Canelo, right? He fought Floyd Mayweather, 2014. He was, I believe he was, like, 22, 23. And, you know, he took a he took a L, right? He first lost. But there's an exception to that because you say to yourself, well, he lost to Floyd Mayweather. You're supposed to lose to Floyd Mayweather. You know, and I think Floyd changed that that concept that you have to be undefeated. You know, the, the zero matters. For an MMA, UFC, you could be you could be fourteen and 5, 29 and thirteen. But if you bring excitement and, and and you give out you give give it your all, you put your heart out, and you know you, you just excite the fans. You, you're always going to be marketable. I think the only difference is that when you match up these fighters and you don't give them time to marinate their name and brand themselves. I think that's why you see a lot of disparities between, for example, just this, this past week, Canelo got $35 million compared to um, Mesvidal. I don't know his purse. I think it was like $500,000. So that's why you see disparities where, like for example, McGregor, I think his biggest earning at the time in the UFC before going to boxing, I think it was like $3 million. He, he, he crossed over to boxing. He fights Floyd. He makes over $100 million. So I think that's the disparity between MMA and boxing. Boxing is you know, slowly but surely coming back to the, the golden, the golden age of boxing, you know, um, you know, the best want to fight the best. um, you know, there's a lot, you know, there's still conflict with us, you know, different promoters, they want to protect the fighters, but I think now fighters, nowadays with fighters, is some of these elite fighters, um, are, are their own bosses, they're their own promoters, you know, like before, there was only three, two promoters in, in the game, and they will control your every move, but now, right. it's like, you know, I'll give you an example. Devin Haney, he has uh, DHP promotions. Uh, Charles the Charles brothers, they have line Only promotion, and then you have Deontay Wilder, uh, Bomb Squad promotion. So now most of these marketed, you know, even Canelo. You know, I know he's with Golden Boy, but he also has Canelo Alvarez promotions, Manny Pacquiao promotions. So now these fighters are controlling their own destiny. That's why I believe boxing is becoming what it's supposed to be now: the 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 leading um, combat sport it's coming there. But UFC has strongly, you know, captivated the, the market right now. So, yeah, that, I think that's really the differences now currently.
1: I mean, you touched on a very – a thing that we've talked about um, a lot here on the show in the discrepancy in what some guys are getting paid. I mean, that's been something that I've said should needs to be fixed uh, for years. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. I mean, it's crazy in a lot of ways when you look at it because – A lot of guys in boxing are getting paid just stupid money compared to what some of the guys in MMA are making. And here's a perfect example. Okay, we just had Mosfidal versus Diaz. You talked about how much more Diaz made than Mosfidal. But on that same hand, when Diaz fought McGregor and when he beat McGregor, McGregor made well over a million dollars. Nate Diaz beat him and choked him out. And I believe his payout was 500 grand. Now, I'm sure he made more than that you know, between, uh, you know, between, Bible. between, like that. yeah, all that kind of stuff, whether you're talking sponsors and pay-per-view buys and all that kind of shit. But I mean, it's crazy. The, the money discrepancy. And I mean, I think, I think Conor McGregor like really shed a light on that. Cause look how much more he got paid for that one fight against Floyd as opposed to what everybody's making in MMA. I mean, realistically, in MMA, I mean, about the only ones who are really making like rate like good money are guys like a John Jones or an Anderson Silva or, you know, like your 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 big your big cogs. I think that's why you see a lot of people moving over to Bellator because Bellator is handing out these big contracts Um what do you think causes that big discrepancy in what guys are getting paid in boxing versus MMA? Um, I, I,
2: you know what? I've, I've had this theory some time now. I think the problem is that, like, I'll give you a perfect example. UFC, from my understanding, the way the structure is, is, is dominated by one person, which would be, like, for example, um, Dana White that does all the matchmaking. Sure. So I think having one promoter, he might he might even take most of the profits each event, you know. Um, I'll give you an example for boxing. I know. Um, I'll give a, I'll give you a perfect example. Um, let's say Golden Boy throws a show on Facebook Watch, and let's say investors or whoever wants to invest in the show. Let's say they get a million dollars, right? Main event, co-main event. Let's say the the ace I will get. You know, in this in this case, I'll give you an example. Right, the promoters will be slick and won't really tell them. Oh. Get this much. Only the promoters know how much the, the the event is, right? So, an A side on a Facebook watch will probably get, I want to say, 110k. The B side will probably get 50k. So, imagine if they're the two that's making more money because they're the main event. Imagine what the lower card is making. So, let's say let's say Golden Boy only only spends 450 thousand on that event, and the rest, because all these fighters are not knowledgeable, or more, some of them probably are. They, they will profit off that and they will keep it for themselves, you know? And that's just, a, a, I think, what happens in UFC, you know? Sometimes, um, so, so, an know, an event really is, you know?
1: I would totally agree with that in a lot of ways because, I mean... I've seen a lot of guys that are moving over to Bellator that are making a lot more money than they were in the UFC, just purely off the fact that they're able to wear their sponsors again, which in the UFC, if you pay attention, they all have to wear the Reebok fight kit, all that kind of stuff. Um, My question to you is, so we talked about Conor making the jump to boxing. Tell me what your thoughts are on some of these boxing guys now following into what Ronda Rousey tried to do with uh the ufc or with wwe i mean we just saw tyson fury over at uh i won't call it what i was going to call it but uh wwe crown jewel um as well as, <laughs> yeah he beat me to it um but uh, <laughs> but yeah you had tyson fury and kane velasquez who are both a current champion and the former heavyweight champion uh Correct. for the UFC, you know, making their jump to uh, WWE. First of all, what were your thoughts on it? And uh, what do you think about them making that, you know, that cross promotion?
0: Um, I, I mean, personally,
2: like, um, you know, I've seen Fury a couple of times. I interviewed a couple of times. i I, I seen that coming, honestly, because um, just kind of like understanding what he came through, because when he became Undisputed Heavyweight Champion, you know, sometimes in life when when we have everything Sometimes it's not that we lose motivation, but then I'm headed, like, what's next? You know, for boxing, boxing, you know, most of these fighters' goals to be make your money and become undisputed champions in your weight class. And when he did it, he beat the man, which at the time was Klitschko, and then he found depression, he was in drugs, you know. He, he had everything, you know, going wrong for him, and for him to overcome it, return to the sport of boxing, um, beat the answer, well, not beat the one, um, it was uh what is it? It was a, it was a good fight. He got knocked out the twelfth round. He got up like the Undertaker. It it felt it was real. It was really real, you know. And It felt like a like a WWE because like Undertaker, you know, he's laying down and then he just get back up. And, and I think Theory understands that the, his charisma, his personality, like he he knows how to get in a fight in a fighters' um, head. He knows how to talk. Like he he's very organic. And I seen that coming. And when I heard about when he fought um. Otto Walling, he had to cut. I knew he was supposed to fight Wilder in February, and I was like, I don't even know if that's gonna happen because I think he got like multiple stitches, like a lot of stitches. And I think to me, I was like, if he's gonna do it, he's gonna do it now. Cause um Fury is doing what like I'm gonna say it again, Floyd May Floyd Mayweather did 0708 Um
1: against the big when he, show. When he had a problem
2: with the big show, you know, Floyd Floyd was you know, he was big, like he was a star in boxing. But I think WWE gave him that like like I'm gonna say that the platform, you know, that WWE universe and, and and you know, after that Floyd, you know, with this you know, the, the spectacle then he had with Big Show, Floyd just became like the biggest draw I think in just sports overall after that in 08. Um I think he beat De Hoy before that. But yeah, like Tyson Fury is trying to replicate what Floyd did and maybe even better. And um, you know, I watched some of the, the, the wrestling match with uh, Braun Strowman, I, I, I have to say there was some little things I didn't like. There was things that I was like, wow, for somebody to train like maybe less than a month, he, he did pretty good. And honestly, I was I love his ring entrance. I think that was that very was so innovative. Dope. Um, he has different, you know, I'll give an example. When he fought out in Wilding, Las Vegas, he came up with a Mexican team. Like this yeah. guy, this guy is just, you know, old class. He, he loves to talk, like, you know, but, it was, it was, you know, I had fun. out It it was something, you know, that I expected. It was something that I liked. I, I, I kind of disagree with the booking. I mean, I, I'm a fan of Braun Strowman. I think, like, WWE just buried the guy, man. Like, he was red hot. And then, I don't know. Just, You're not the only one. Bad book. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that, but I, I'm excited for you, you know. And, and there's a lot of boxes that I really think could cross over to WWE. And then in terms of uh, Cain Velasquez and Brock Lesnar. I was like, you know, 50-50. I just didn't like the fact, the way they, they kind of betrayed Cain Velasquez. Cain, Cain Velasquez is like, to me, is, is one of the latest first big fights where I was excited to see, you know, for me to order pay-per-view when he beat Brock. And, for, you know, that's my image of Kane. You know, he's a warrior. You know, even if he's losing, he'll, he'll come to fight. And, you know, when he, for Brock Lesnar, like you know, it was okay. Like I seen some spots where he did well, but I just felt like he, he lost some prestige, you know. And, and I, not to say that he lost prestige. in you just like the name, you know. But I understand that WWE is trying to um, build up Brock Lesnar again as the beast, uh, you know, like what they did when um, Brock Lesnar to beat the Undertaker at WrestleMania. Like I, I get that aspect, but you know, I just felt like they, it could have been done differently, but you know,
1: so it's wrestling. I thought that, too, but I found out after the fight that they're saying that Kane very well tore his knee. So if that happened, that explains the quick finish, because I'll be honest with you. I told Devin as soon as I watched it, I was mad as shit at the way they did Kane, because there's a lot of people that, again, if you follow the uh, Reality Era News wrestling group where we all talk trash about wrestling, um, you know, I mean, a lot of people in there are like, well, you know, Kane being an MMA and being the one that beat up Brock in the UFC doesn't really matter to me, but here's the thing. I mean, let's face it. Whether wrestling fans maybe watched MMA or knew much about it, WWE knew what they were doing because they kept, you know, they kept plugging the fact that Kane beat the hell out of um, that Kane beat the hell out of Brock. And that's a fact. Um, I think they did a good job of building it. I mean, if his knee really is busted, it makes sense on the short, uh, on the short finish. But at the same time, man, I agree with you in the same sense. Especially if you're going to build Kane the way you did, talking about how you know Kane's the one that beat Brock and you know he's the one that ended his reign and all that. To have him just come in there and lose in two minutes, uh, to me, I wasn't such a big fan of that. As far as Fury goes. I think his entrance was awesome. I thought it was very smart of him to come out in the Saudi Arabia Guard. Sorry for the name. I don't know what you call that. But, uh, you know, the entrance itself was dope. And especially, I'm shocked you didn't mention it. So you mentioned um, how he sat up like the Undertaker against uh, Wilder. He did that in the match against Braun Strowman. So uh, it's clear where uh, Fury gets some of his... uh, Influence from?
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you you brought it up, you know. What he did it in the match, but I think that it was, you know, you know, WWE is, it's, you know, um right. pre-performing and it's cryptic. But with the fight with Wilder, it was like I bro, I couldn't even believe it. I was like,
0: I was shocked. Everybody was
2: looking at me like, did you see that? I was like, oh, whoa, whoa, like I thought he was outplayed. I thought he was dead, and then he got on the like, whoa, like you know, and he went viral. Like I remember they even did like. You know the the, the the little bit of the sting with the undertick and a little Bray Wyatt, and, and you know they mix it all. I was like, yo, that's like, in my head. I'm like, that's insane. But I give you a heads up. Uh, Fury also did to Saudi Arabia because, as you know, um, Joshua Anthony Joshua versus Andrew Ruiz is you know the the rematch, the Battle of the Dunes, I think it's called. It's going to be for the heavyweight titles. It's going to be in December 7th in Saudi Arabia, and knowing Fury, he's testing that market because he, he wants to. He wants to bring prestigious name, so when he fights, let's say maybe a Wilder, who knows? Knowing boxing nowadays, that they're they're trying to hit all markets, he might fight Wilder in Saudi Arabia. So he he he's well planned, he's well prepared, I, and and I could and I wouldn't be surprised if he says, "Yo, my next fight with Wilder is in Saudi Arabia," and he already got the, the fast track to that because then people already recognize, oh yeah, that's the guy that you know fought Bronson in WWE. Now he's coming here, the the lineal heavyweight champion. So you know it, it, he planned this. And it's well
1: executed, I think, on Tyson series. So good segue there. You're talking about uh, Fury kind of building, uh, building himself a little bit of a rapport with the people over there in Saudi Arabia. If you're looking to build a house, man— Check out the homies at Stransky & Company. They're a top-producing real estate team that specializes in individual strategy, over-the-top service, and continued success for their clients. They're the real estate easy button. If you're looking to buy, sell or invest, call them at 248-563-9449 or email them at admin at stranskyandcompany.com. Follow them on Instagram and Facebook at Stransky & Company. Um, Like I said, man, if you follow our social media, man, they just put out a new listing in Berkeley. Um, They're putting out quality work, man. I'm not just plugging them because they're part of the show. If you're looking for a house, hit up Matt Stransky.
0: Um, Hey, Kyle, Kyle. I just want to say, brother, that was a great, great transition, man. That was, was, man, A1. I try,
1: I I try, I try. Uh, But uh, now that we've gotten uh, Crown Jewel out of the way, um, we've touched a little bit on your ties to wrestling. How long have you been a wrestling fan? What was it that got you into it? And uh, what are your thoughts on the current landscape right now?
2: Oh, man. Me, man. Uh, I've, I've been, okay, so I was born in 95, and I recall my family were huge WCW fans. Um, the one that really hits me would be like, my, I mean, I'll be honest, my favorite wrestler is Goldberg. like just the way he was, the, the way he presented himself, his theme song the Pyro, the Spear, the Jack you know, I was, I was a fan of Sting, DDP, um, NWO, LWO, I was a, I was a big fan of the Cruiserweight too. I, I remember when, the, um, you know, Eddie Guerrero, Chris Jericho, Brady Mysterio, D. Malenko would do, like, you know, the high-flying moves, um, you know, I would try to replicate it, you know, and I was probably, like, two, three, four, five, and um, you know, and I remember from WWE, also, I think, from, like, the ruthless aggression era, I remember um, the likes of Batista, John Cena, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, and um, you know, i you know, I, I still watch WWE from here and there. I'm right now with the product, I'm, I'm like, you know, up and down. I'm, for am of most I'm disappointed lately because I like think, most of us. I
1: think what makes up
2: yeah, like, I, I think the problem is that um, if you look at the '90s, right? What what hooked me to watch TV all night was, you know, I prefer WCW at the time in the in the late '90s, but you know. Here and there, I would tune into WWF at the time where, you know, um, they were building up momentum and their program was better. Their storyline was better. So it made me be like, oh, well, this show is actually better than WCW. So it made me tune in that one. So I think what happened was after the collapse of WCW, you had this knot like, like you know, we're talking about boxing UFC. You had the WWE, the Supreme, you know, the dictator, whatnot. And when you don't have no competition, you say to yourself, oh, well, we got nobody that, that gives us a threat. Oh, we just throw whatever, you know, is in our minds. And I think that the years that are, are catching up to them, you know, they they got away with it with a certain amount of time. Where now, for example, um, I'll give you an example. TNA, I, I should be a big fan of TNA the first from 02 to maybe like 08, 07. And then I think TNA was trying to be like the next point two. That's when I was like, yep. I'm not I'm not doing TNA no more. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of good indies, you know, you got ROH, you got, I know, I like, I like New Japan, um, what is it, Evolve, and all these other wrestling promotions, but they, I don't think they have that, that, that platform like WWE has, so, um, like I said, I've been disappointed with WWE, um, I think the problem is, when, when fans are cheering for somebody they want, and WWE gives them somebody else, like, for me, it's like a spit in my face, because it's like, why are you doing this to us? We're the ones that purchase tickets, you know, be, we go to the arenas to see these guys and for us, for you guys to just book whatever you want, you know, there, there, there's like, uh, you know, loss of trust and now that you talk about this wrestling, I, you know, I watch AEW the first, was it three episodes? No, is it four now? Tomorrow's going to five? Yeah.
0: And, and I'll tell
2: you what, I think AEW provides me what I always love, like just pure wrestling. You know, I feel like if, if there's great wrestling, you can always create a story. And I think, you know, of course, you know, with five shows, they have their strengths and they got their weaknesses. But I think with AEW, they they, they have their own identity, you know? And and one thing that I was telling one of my other friends that is a big wrestling fan, he said, um, you know, AB, he's like, don't you think that they're bringing um, too much WWE, WWE guys, right? And I tell them, well, uh, well, not really. Well, yeah, they, there's, most of these guys are quote unquote they they weren't WWE, that's how they got their name. But I'll give you an example, Chris Jericho, he started out WCW as Lionheart, right? He come you know, he was ECW as well, then he went WCW, then he goes to WWE, he established himself with like three different transitions, you know. Um, then he goes to New Japan, whole different personality. Then he goes to AEW and at his age and then, you know, he got these crazy quotes, you know, the champion a little bit of the bubbly, like, oh, you know, intrigue him. Jericho <laughs> is just his own, his own name. He's his, he's his own boss. Anywhere he goes, he he could make something out of it. Cody Rhodes, another one. I think, for for his time in WWE, his, his, his name carried a load on him, you know, uh, you know, rest in peace, from Dusty Rhodes again. Great, phenomenal wrestler. Um, I think that sometimes, um the name was, was pressuring him, and I think WWE, they didn't let him um, control the creative decisions and his character. He goes to I believe it was O.H., and then he goes to AEW and he kind of reestablished himself to the point for me, right? If you tell me, oh, Cody, I'm like, no, he's AEW. He's you know, he blew up in the indie scenes. So I think AEW is doing good. Um, I also like um Hangman Page. Um, I'm a big fan of the Lucha brothers, Ray Phoenix and Pentagon. Oh my god, those guys are sick. You're young Bucks. Um, Christopher Daniels. I mean, I know. He, I don't know if he wrestle, actually. I oh think, yeah, is. Um, yeah. Oh, you know what else? You know, Kazarian. Yeah. What is it? So. The name of it. Yes, yes. Um, and and also, what I was going to tell you, what surprised me the most, and I really like, is the booking. Like, I thought the Lucha Bros was going to win, and now I'm like, what? I'm like, I thought the, you know, but you know, that's good though. Sometimes the unexpected is what makes you want to tune in the following week. How about so, Private
1: Party and, beating the Bucks? Yeah. Um, yes, a lot of,
2: and, um, I'll just add on this one real quick, and also what I like is like most of these established stars in AEW, like for example, the Young Bucks, Cody, Kenny Omega, for them to take a step back, three steps back and to let these younger um, um, wrestlers or, you know, maybe fans are not aware of their name yet, for them to like, you know, get pinned or submit, or let these other guys um, flourish. That's what I like about these guys. They don't really care about, you know, oh, Win, 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 win. Like they, they don't mind taking a couple losses to establish these next stars. That's what I think makes me appreciate AEW at, at the moment. You know, it might change, might not, but you know, for now, they're, they're being their own selves. They're, um, you know, they're doing great promotions. I, you know, I see it all the time on when I watch NBA on TNT. They talk about AEW. Um, Chris Jericho is doing great with his Instagram. You know, doing these crazy segments. You know, off wrestling. So. Um, You know, like I said, I I really like the show, and I hope they continue to success because, you know, they continue to do what they're doing. You know, WWE is a real big trouble. I think they're in trouble now, but they're really going to feel it.
1: So now that I know you've been watching enough of the show, why don't we do a pick We'll just do them off the big matches that we've already got out there. Since you were just talking about Jericho, tell me your thoughts on Jericho versus Cody, and who do you got?
2: Jericho versus Cody. Hmm. I, I, I think in, in um, this one, I think you you have to build prestige in that title, you know, because uh, too many um, title switches in a short period of time it might it might harm the title's prestige, especially because it's relatively new. Uh, so I think just based on that aspect, and I think Jericho ha- has been carrying most of the load right now in terms of just. Main eventing, defending the title. Um, I just, I just have Jericho. Um, I just have him winning, and I think he'll probably be champion for maybe in the next another three, four months. Um, I, I really like the inner circle. Um, Cody. Um, I, I don't know. I just feel like Cody might just fight Jericho, but there might be a distraction. He might just have another big program after that fight. So that's why I, I see Jericho just successfully de- um, defending
1: that title.
0: I have Jericho winning.
1: All right, Devin, who you got?
0: Couldn't have said it better myself. Jericho keeps it. You want to, you know, build that title up. I say Jericho wins. All
1: right. So part of me wants to say Cody's going to win this, but um, I had, okay, and Kyle just chimed in. Kyle's also going with uh, Jericho as well. Um, I think Jericho is going to win. I think if this was a little bit farther down the road, you'd see Cody win. But the thing that I've liked Mm -hmm. most about this match is one of my only criticisms to AEW so far is that I love the fact that there's been so much more wrestling. Um, I definitely think that it's much needed. Uh, But as Devin and I have talked about, and if you check out our uh, past episodes, which you can find anywhere you find your podcast or YouTube, um I was a little bit critical of the story building that they were doing because they had great matches. But they didn't do such a good job at first of, you know, explaining why these guys were fighting each other. Why did they want you know, why was it? Was it just a title or was there an actual beef? I think what they did last week with them fighting in the suite and having them fight all through the crowd and out in the concourse and all that, and then to, you know, let that bleed over into being the elite and Sammy Guevara had that as part of uh his vlog and the way they jumped uh his brother, Dustin and smash his arm. Now you're getting to the complete, you know, the complete product. Now you're getting Mm -hmm. where now you're explaining why these dudes want to fight. And don't get me wrong. At the end of the day, the match is what matters, but you have to, you have to perfect example with it being Cody Rhodes that we're talking about Cody Rhodes, dad, although he was a great wrestler, he could talk you into the seats. Just by what he would say, he'd make you want to either see him get his ass whooped when he was with uh, the cowboy Dick Murdoch, rest in peace, or, you know, when he was the American dream, you wanted to see him overcome, you know, the dastardly Ric Flair. So, I mean, that to me would be the biggest thing that I want to see. But again, like with what you were talking about with SCU and things of that nature, I mean, I did. I'll be honest. I really didn't think they were going to win. I thought the Lucha brothers were going to win when it went down that way. But you know what? The way they did it, and especially with them having uh, Chris Daniels get taken out like that, again, good storytelling. Um, the next big match we got, you mentioned another guy that you're a fan of. You've got Hangman Page and Pac are going to run it back. What are your thoughts on that match? Uh, that
2: that was the one like, I'm 50-50. Um, I, think, I think Hangman, Hangman Page needs to it's a critical win. Because I know I believe him and Jericho was what the pay per view. Um the loss, right? Ah oh, man, I don't know, man. I, I want Hangman Page. This is just my heart, but I think oh, man, I, yeah, I'm gonna go with Hangman Page. I think he's gonna win.
0: All right, Devin, who you got? I'm gonna go with the bastard Pac. Um one thing that I think AEW needs to be very, very careful about is How they book the the elite guys. You can't just keep, you know, putting them in these situations where they're they're winning and, you know, you don't want to make it look like you're you're favoring the the all elite guys. So I think Pac will will get this victory and I can see him getting a title shot in the near future.
1: I will say, Mm -hmm. just to play devil's advocate, man, I mean, I totally agree with that. And I think that that's why it's a great thing that, um, the Bucks lost a private party. Cause I mean, I sure as fuck didn't see that happening, but that being said, I mean, I would go as far to say that they've done a good job of that. Cause if you think about it, even look at the match at, uh, what was that? Not fighter. Uh, it was fighter fest, um, at fighter fest with Cody and, uh, Darby Allen, Darby Allen, you know, is an up and comer, but then to have, you know, the time run out on him, and then have Sean Spears come out and smoke him. I mean, it's not like the elite are just running through them, but that's a very good point. I do think that that's something that they need to be careful of. As far as this match that we're talking about, I think I feel like Hangman Page has taken a couple of critical losses at this point, being that he lost to Jericho for the title. You know, he's had a couple of losses at this point. I'm going to go Hangman Page on this one. Uh, I think they're going to use it to help build Pock up as an even bigger badass. Uh, Kyle says he thinks he's going to get a quote unquote dusty finish. It's going to be a DQ finish. Um, mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll see how that one goes. I'm not a. Uh, I'm not really sure on how I see that going, but I can't wait. Yes, I'll be there. Um, any- <laughs> anyways, next yeah. match on the docket, uh, we've got a great tag team match. You've got. The Young Bucks versus Proud and Powerful, Santana Ortiz, LA, former LAX and Impact. Um, AB, who? What do you think about this match?
2: Um. So if, if I'm going Jericho winning against uh, Cody, then I think Young Bucks. I think this is a must win for them. Um. I, I don't think having all the members of Inner Circle winning in one pay per view. I mean, I, it's possible, but I, I see I see the Bucks winning
1: this one. All right, Devin. We I guess Randy's telling us we're getting close. So give me your picks.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Bucks with a little bit of help from the Rock and Roll Express.
1: I have no problem with that. Past guest of the show, Ricky Morton, just for the record, Hall of Famer and all that good jazz. Um, anyways, um, the last match we should talk about, if we're gonna talk about any, you've got. Finally, it's going to happen since we know that Moxley had the staff infection at uh, all out or whatever it was with his elbow. Um, it's going to be him versus Kenny Omega. Who do you guys got and why quickly? Uh, I'll
2: make it quick. I go. I think John Moxley wins
0: this
1: one. Moxley. Okay.
0: Um, Yeah, I say Moxley mainly because it's a light style match. the The win or loss really doesn't matter. So I say Moxley get it.
1: All right, I think Moxley is going to win, but uh, judging by what they've been doing on TV, and you know, if you noticed on uh, TV last week, they were really harping on the fact that they wanted to do it unsanctioned, and you saw uh, Moxley go into Tony Khan's office. I think since it's a quote-unquote lights out match. I feel like there's going to be some kind of fuckery. Moxley will win, but I could see it being something to where maybe it doesn't get seen on the not not seen on the pay-per-view. But since it's a quote unquote lights out match, I feel like there's going to be some kind of fucked up finish to where Moxley might win. But it'll still give some shine to Kenny, which I think is further going to push into if you've noticed, it looks like he's kind of uh you know, going back to that cleaner role. So I feel like there's going to be some fuckery in the finish, but I'm going to go with uh, Moxley on that one. Kyle says he's got proud and powerful in the other one. And uh, he told Kev to take some notes. Um, you've heard our yeah. picks on. Uh, uh, damn, I almost called it all out. I meant full gear. Uh Here's our thoughts on Full Gear, KSI, Logan Paul, uh, boxing as a whole. Make sure you're following the homie uh, AB Boxing News on YouTube. Uh, Let them know where they can find you real quick, and then we'll throw our social medias and get out of here.
2: Yeah, so you guys can follow me on YouTube and Twitter. It's um, AB Boxing News, A-B-B-O-X-I-N-G-N-E-W-S. And then my Instagram is um, AB Boxing GN, so I'm going to spell it out. It's A-B-B-O-X
0: i-n-g-g-n and that's all on social media devin you can find me on twitter at devin 63 that's devintag 63 you can find me on instagram at all steak no one word and uh, make sure you join the reality era news group on facebook
1: um, You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Detroit Knockout, Detroit N-O-K-O-U-T. Make sure you're following the show, Knockouts and Three Counts Podcast, all that good stuff. You can find all of our social medias, everybody's stuff at KO3CPod.com. And if you're going to be in Baltimore at Full Gear, at StarCast, any of that, make sure you check us out. I will be there. I rang the bell just for you, Devin. Uh, we'll be there. And uh, stay tuned to our social media. I'm going to have some real fire content for you guys coming. In the meantime and in between time, peace.